0: psalms chapter number 46 and we'll read one verse of scripture and i uh, am excited about all this time of year i love this time of year i'm excited about the new year uh the different things that god is doing uh in our ministry and i'm excited about it and i'm excited about the senior saints being able to get together and cause a bunch of chaos and i think the roaches are the perfect people for that well that wasn't a good segue from chaos to the roaches but he deals with, you know, he's the principal of our school, and he deals with those kids making excuses all day, um, you know, asking for special privileges. As I was thinking about this, it's not much different than the the retired folks, the senior saints, uh, and so I, I know you all have a good time, and uh, let's stay excited about serving the Lord. Psalms forty-six. Uh, I, I I am aware of the fellowship, and so, but I do want to want to. This is an important truth. Familiar verse, and we quote it often. I'm afraid we we take it out of context sometimes. Uh, but as we think of you know Thanksgiving, we're reminded this morning of the importance of gratitude, the importance of Thanksgiving. The way we think, if if you can if we can say it like this, the filter in through which we run our thoughts, that perspective is is going is going to control a lot of things. And uh, tonight is a is a verse that sets up a, establishes a principle. I believe it's important for you and I to be reminded of and you and I to live by. It's one one that we'll we'll, need for the rest of our lives. Psalms 46 and verse number 10. The Bible says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Now, the beginning of this chapter, we're reminded verse 1. God is our refuge and strength, the very present help in trouble. Verse 2, Therefore, Will not we fear that the earth be removed and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea? That the waters there, thereof roar and be troubled, that the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. Uh, the psalmist is writing and speaking of, giving us the idea that, boy, they're in trouble. This person's in trouble. God is our refuge. He's our strength. A very present help in trouble. Think about that you're in trouble tonight if you're dealing with situations tonight that you that that you would label as trouble let me remind you god's present he's a very present help in trouble in verse 2 speaks of fear think about this therefore will not we fear though the earth be removed he's saying if the mountains are cast into the sea i'm not gonna be afraid how many, don't raise your hand, but how many of you could say that? Uh, uh, we get afraid of a lot less than that, don't we? Now, we, we have confidence in our God, don't we? Or we should. We have confidence that he's present. What a, what a great verse of comfort, verse number one is. He's a very present help in trouble. The, the fear, we should not have fear as a Christian because God is a very, he's our refuge, he's our strength. When we need refuge, who do we go to? We go to God. He's our help. He's our strength. And then we tie that to verse number 10. Be still and know that I am God. Tonight I want to speak on faith enough to be still. Faith enough to be still. You need faith to move. You need faith to press forward. There's many of you tonight, you're at a place in your Christian life you feel God pushing you to the next level you feel God asking for more from you to surrender more from you you need faith to do it in the days and, mo- and weeks and months ahead I'm going to be talking about more things that we need uh, in our church we need more laborers we need more to fill in in different spots and ministries and new opportunities and there's many you're going to feel impressed by the spirit of God I need to do that I need to make that commitment I need to be all the way in what you're going to say I don't know if I can do it you're going to need faith to take that action, but it takes faith to be still and wait on God. Part of the introduction tonight after I pray, I'm going to tell you what we think this means, and then I'm going to tell you what it really means, and then I'm going to give you a few things to think on, and we'll go enjoy the fellowship. Father, thank you for the opportunity to open your word, and Father, I pray that tonight uh, this verse of scripture would help us, this truth would become one of those guiding principles in our life, one of the truths of your word that we just lean on we let it shape our decision making we let it shape our uh, direction and father i pray that it would be so in the life of your people we ask this in jesus name amen often we look at this verse and we say well be still and know that i am god and often i've used this verse in counsel sometimes we as christians i'm afraid we interpret this as i'm just supposed to be still i'm just supposed to sit down and wait and I have a decision to make. I need some direction. I feel like God's doing a work in my life. I just, I just need to sit and wait. I, I, I liken this to somebody who misses church for a while, I'll reach out to them and say, hey, where you been? Well, I'm just waiting on the Lord. It's like, can you wait at church? Uh, oftentimes we get this mindset, well, pastor, I don't want to get all the way in because wait- I know the Lord's doing something. I just want to wait. And we say, the Bible even says, be still and know that I am God. Patience is something that we do have to wait on the Lord, and it takes faith. That's often what we think it is. And when the Lord opens the door, then I'll get busy for him. When when the Lord shows me what I'm supposed to do, then then I'll get all the way in. When the Lord gives me that clear direction, then, then then I'm gonna then I'll jump in with both feet. But until then I'm just gonna sit and I'm gonna wait. And there's a lot of Christians, I'm afraid. I take a verse, a principle out of context and say, well, I'm just going to sit here and be an observer and just wait on the Lord to show me what to do. That's not what this verse means. Be still and know that I am God. We live in a world that is not still. We're reminded to be still. We're reminded to be still so that we can know that he is God. What is this talking about? Be still. Well, Pastor, if that's not what it means, tell us what it does mean. This likens to relaxing. If you want to think it of that tight, tense, clenched fist, don't you understand that I'm depending on God, having faith in God right now? I'm trusting Him. Well, it's just I got this pressure on me, and I got some decisions to make. Don't you understand how hard it is to be a, be, be a parent? Don't you understand how hard it is to be married to this person? Don't you understand how hard it is to be a Christian? And don't you understand how hard it is to be in the ministry that I'm in? I'm just waiting on the Lord to show me what to do. If you're waiting on the Lord, there's no sense in being tense. That be still, if, if I can use the illustration, it's of unclenching your fist. Taking the weight off of your shoulders and just going about your business without that anxiety of I have to make a decision. Friend, you and I don't have to make a decision. We just have to wait on the Lord to show us that next step in our life. There's some things we're saying, I'm waiting on the Lord to to help me make the decision. He's already made it. When we ask you for discernment from the Spirit of God, through the Word of God, sometimes we will tense ourselves up, figuratively and literally, I'm just, I'm just waiting on the God. I'm just waiting on God. And we sit and we let time go by. We let opportunities go by because we're waiting on the Lord to do a work in our heart, to do a work in our family. Well, when God opens this door, no, 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 no. Be still. Unclench that fist. Let the, take the stress off. Let it go. Let me use as an illustration as we've moved over to this property uh, a few years ago where I would feel the pressure of, you know, we got we to get things remodeled. We got to get things built and, you know, we got we to get, get these modulars in because, man, they're going to start construction and we need to have a place and this and that. Little did I know that COVID was coming. Little did I know that even after, we, you know, it's, it's months before a contractor will even return your call. Uh, different, you know, we're still looking for different things and you know, it's just like I have taken And to be honest with you it's just, I, I'm, a, I'm a mover I'm a, I'm a, I'm a builder I, I want to I see progress I want things go. if there's not something going on over here I'm going to start something over here and I want to see things move and go and go but I've had to say you know what I'm just going to take all this pressure off of me and I'm just going to have to be still that doesn't mean that we're going to call off church until the electrician shows up Those of you that have been on this ride for a little while, you know we'll have church in a a lot of different places. And we'll have church in a lot of different ways and a lot of different manners. But it doesn't mean that we're going to stop progress. It just means I'm going to put that in the Lord's hands. I'm going to let God, and while he is doing that, I'm going to go about my business and do the things that I know I'm supposed to do. I'm going to go about my business, and there's no sense in being stressed out about the things that God has to take care of. It's it's that letting go of that clenched hand, if you will, relaxing, relying on God, releasing that anxiety. There's too many Christians that are worked up because they're depending on God. If we're depending on God, it ought to be the opposite of that. If we're depending on God, we shouldn't be anxious. For depending on God, we shouldn't be tense. God's got it. we got to let Him have it. Notice what the word said. Be still and know. And know that I am God. Well, when you have confidence, God wants you to have confidence in Him. Let it go because it's in the Lord's hands. You have to have faith enough to just let God work out what he needs to work out. Now, let me give you some very, I'm going to give you five principles, five thoughts with this evening. When I'm just, And I won't spend uh, long on each one of them, no more than 20, 30 minutes per point. But uh, no, uh, this thought of faith enough to be still, meaning that we're not still in our activity, we're still in our anxiety, still in, the pressure, still in the taking matters into our own hands. Parents, let me help you. You don't have to do a work in the heart of your children. That's God's business. You have them in the right place. You keep the wrong things out of your home. You pray for them every day. you be willing to be the bad guy to protect them. You do whatever you need to do. There's principles you're to follow, but you can't do a work in the heart of that child. You can only put them in the right position and trust God to do that. I want the Lord to do a great work in our city, in our, na- in our nation, and amongst us as a church. I can't do it. It can be overwhelming as you... We, 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 can, we, ha- we can't even get to every neighborhood now and to see the, 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 the houses and the neighborhoods being thrown up and... And the pressure of, Lord, how are we going to reach these people? How are we even going to get into these? There's no gospel witness there. How are we going to do that? I've just, we just got to do it as a church. We just got to do what we can. And that's the Lord's business to build the church. Let me give you, when you have faith enough to be still, not meaning you just sit down and do nothing. but When you just let it go and know that God is God. Number one, listen for his voice. When we aren't still, meaning we've let it go, we're going to go about our business, we get too busy listening to our own voice. Now, I'm going to say this, and you can, many of you will, depending on who you are, you can apply this in different ways. Quit listening to the voice in your head, or in some cases, the voices in your head, I say this so many times to many of you who I've counseled through the years: Get out of your head. Quit, quit, get Get the voice out of your head. Well, I've got to figure all this out. There's some things it's not for you to figure out. We can't listen to His voice because we're too busy listening to our voice. We can't listen to His voice because we're too busy getting listening to the voices of somebody else. I appreciate. Good counsel. I appreciate uh, those, those that, that mean well, and boy, if I listened to all my preacher friends through the years, I wouldn't know who I was, or we wouldn't, I wouldn't know where we would be. Sometimes you've got to step back and say, I'm just letting go. I'm going to go about my business, and I'm going to listen to the voice of God. I'm going to listen to what He is saying. And, and there are things that are beyond our control. There are things that I feel as your pastor, the Lord, has, is going to do for, for, for our ministry. And I've had to just sit back and say, God, I, I know the direction you want us to go. I'm just going to sit and wait on you, but I'm going to listen to your voice. Listen for his voice. By the way, it's his voice that you should be listening for. And just in, just in case we've forgotten this, his voice is not going to be contrary to this book. It's going to be one and the same. You know, and I used the illustration earlier that. You said, well, I'm just going to be still and wait on the Lord, and I'm just going to wait at home. You know, he, he's going to speak to you when you open this book. If you don't open this book, do you think he's going to speak to you through that television? If you're not in the house of God where you're supposed to be, you think he's going to, he's going to speak to you through some social group? God, is, God has determined how he's going to speak. There's a lot of Christians waiting for, the, for, waiting for the answer, but he sent the answer to some place they're not, and they're, and they're supposed to be. Listen to his voice, number two. Be aware of what he has done. Be aware of what he has done. We, and, I, and I preached a long time on this this morning. Part of our ingratitude is the fact that we forget what God has done for us. There's examples in this Bible about how those who just were still and waited on the Lord, and they waited on God to do a great work. The context of this chapter, if you studied it out, is likely God's people are up against a great army waiting for their destruction. They couldn't run because they had no place to go to. So they had to just be still. Relax. And Pastor, you just don't know what I'm dealing with. Well, you're not facing an army that's going to destroy you tonight. But God still said, be still and know. Be aware of what he has done. He's delivered before. I'll use the same illustration that he uses as, as thinking about what God wants for us and we're trying to move things forward and getting things accomplished and getting things done so we can have the space that we need and do the things we want to do. We've got to trust that it's all the Lord's timing. It's all what the Lord is doing. But you've got to be aware of what he has done. He's always taking care of us. He's always provided the way. You know, if, if, we can, if we can survive some of the scenarios we've survived before, we certainly are, well, we're living good right now. But be aware of what he has done. Don't forget what God's done for you. Number three, here's one that I, I have to remind myself of. And if I have to remind myself, certainly there's somebody else in the service tonight this can be a help to. Don't be in too big of a hurry. Don't be in too big of a hurry. I want the Lord to do something. I want him to do it right now. Well, God's not in a hurry. I know why we get in a hurry. Time goes by. We're not getting any younger. We don't want to be in the situation we're in any longer than we have to be. But God's not bound by the same time we're bound by. It's about what he does and how he does it and the way he wants to do it. Don't. Be in too big of a hurry. A lot of Christians have hurt themselves and hurt their families and changed their future because they got ahead of God. They got in too big of a hurry. I I, I can't think of an example of that. Think of Abraham and Sarah. It's not good when you get ahead of God. Well, I feel like God has promised me this. Well, God decides when he delivers that promise. There are things that God has impressed in my heart that I know is it to be true. I'm just waiting on Him to do it. You know, God don't need help with His will. When God's not up in heaven and we wake up and say, like, All right, God, I got, I'm going to move these pieces around so that you can do what you want to do. God don't need our help. So don't get in too big of a hurry. Wait on the Lord. But that waiting on the Lord and that be still and know, say, I'm not going to stress about it. I'm not going to worry about it. It's in His hands. I'm just going to do, go about my business, do the things that I know that I'm supposed to do. I'm going to listen for His voice. And I'm gonna, don't be in too big of a hurry. Let me, let me just give a word of caution. If, if you were saved later in life or you have wasted years, you can't make all those up overnight. So just take it a day at a time, opportunity at a time, step at a time. Well, I, I'm getting old. There's not, I, 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 I got to take care of this. Don't be in too big of a hurry. Wait on the Lord, number four. This, this is just very practical tonight. I hope it's helpful. Stop trying to control every situation. I, I'd rather you preach on gratitude than mention some of these things tonight. Stop trying to control every situation. Ladies, stop trying to control every situation. Men applies for you as well. You know, it's a good day when you just say, I'm just going to get out of God's business. I'm going to let him control the situation. I'm going to let him control the way things work. I'm going to let him control what goes on in my own life and the way that it works out. Because God does know more than we know. His ways are above our ways. His thoughts are above our thoughts. God can take a bad situation and he can make it into a good situation. He can change a cursing into a blessing. Don't stop trying to control every situation. I wonder how many times God would do a work if we just get out of the way. Boy, it's a great day in the life of a preacher when you just get in your mindset and say, I'm going to just preach what God's put on my heart and I'm not going to try and control the response to it not my responsibility it's god that does the work and many times we try and control situations that we cannot control and we just make a mess of it and what, what, what am i supposed to what am i supposed to do just sit here and wait on god well yeah that's kind of the point what am i supposed to do just just sit back and let all these things happen if it's not in your control you can't let god take care of it you just be still you just Unclench those fists, if you will. It's not yours to do. You just go about doing what you know you should, should do, what you can do, and you, you don't have to control every single situation. Uh, even even in, in, in recent days and over the last year, there's been some things that, that I've prayed on and things that the Lord has made very clear, and I've just been reminded by the Spirit of God, just push back, let, let me take care of it, let me handle it. Say, so whatever happens, happens, God's got it in control. And don't try to manipulate, don't try and control every situation. Boy, it's a helpless feeling, isn't it, when you're trying to hang on? And you can't hang on. You gotta just let it go and trust the Lord. He is our refuge and strength, isn't he? Isn't he our very present help in trouble? Then why do we gotta hold on? We have to have faith enough to be still and let God take care of what he's taking care of. I said number four, stop trying to control every situation. I'm going to give you one more. Number five tonight. Wait on God to work. Wait on God to work. Because when God does a work, it's unlike anything you and I could do. Wait on God to work. Do everything that we're supposed to do and then wait on God to do the work. Wait on Him. I've just decided there are some things. I, th- there's a difference in being burdened. There's a difference in having a heavy heart than being just all tensed up because I'm wait- God needs, I need God to do this. God's God's, God's got to take care of this. I'm just going to be patient and wait on Him. No, you need to be still. What does that mean? You let go. And I'm just going to be content waiting on God to work because I believe he's going to. The reason why many times we don't do that is because we really don't have enough faith to believe that he's going to work. We, 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 we think we have to take control of it. We have to do it. What am I supposed to do? I'm just supposed to seek the Lord every day. I'm supposed to do the things that are right in front of me. Things that are beyond my control, they're beyond my control. Truth the matter is, I think Christians ought, many times ought to sleep better than they do because we're too worried about things we can't control. We don't do the things we can do we can't control because we're too worried about the things we can't control. Wait on God to work. You don't have to raise your hand tonight, but you have something that you're burdened about. you got to wait on the Lord to work. I... I, I, I don't like the things that are going on in our nation. But I'll be just pretty transparent. I do believe God is working. I do believe that he's in control. So what are you going to do? Wait on him to work. I'm going to be honest with you. Your pastor has been frustrated over the last few years at the progress of our construction. I, and by the way, I like lawyers a lot more than I like bankers now. I hope nobody's in here. In the, if you're in the banking industry, I'm sorry. Um, you know, just I just, you know, but I've learned through my life, I've learned through years in ministry, you just got to sometimes sit back and be still and wait on God to work. You know, I could go down and say, why don't you go down to that county and won't you kick in the door and something? Yeah, I could do that once. Uh, then it would be like, okay, yours was third from the top. Now it's on the bottom. What do we got to do? We got to let God work. Pastor, when is all this thing going to break through? The exact moment God wants it to break through. I do believe it's coming. But what do we do in the meantime? We just be still. That doesn't mean we don't make progress. That doesn't mean we don't win people to Christ. That doesn't mean we don't press forward. It doesn't mean we don't take what God's given us and do the best that we have. With us. We, well, when everything, too many Christians are waiting for God to put every single detail in place before they make that commitment. No, you just go about what you're supposed to do, wait on God to work, have faith enough to be still. Faith enough to just say, you know what, I'm not going to worry about it anymore. Sadly, many times when a Christian gets to that place, it, it's, they, they say, I'm not going to worry about it anymore, anymore. What they mean is, they, I've stopped caring. I've stopped trusting. I've stopped, I've stopped believing. I've stopped giving my commitment. That's not what I'm talking about. So I'm not going to worry about it anymore because I have faith that God's going to take care of it. What am I going to do? I'm just going to go about doing what I can do. I'm going to go about doing what I'm able to do. What God has put in front of me and I'm going to wait on God to work. Because when God does start working, well, you've got to hang on. Why, why hasn't God opened some doors before he has at this point? For, it might be that God is letting us rest up. It might be that God is getting things in place, and I believe he has been. What, what are we supposed to do? Wait on him to work. Wait on him to do what he's supposed to do. Where are you at in your Christian life tonight? Here's some very practical things. I want to be very practical because most of you are just thinking about pie. <laughs> so where are we going? Wait on him to work. Uh, what what am I supposed to do? I'm, I'm just I'm just so I'm just so. Let go, relax. Does that be still? I means we're just going to sit back and do nothing. No, it means as we go about our business, but in this situation. I'm going to have faith that he's going to take care of it. You know, if, if I am worked up about something and it keeps me up all, and I'm not saying there's not, hasn't been times when the Lord, when I've just been burdened and I've been, been, been just burdened is the right word and it keeps me up and I pray. I do, we've all been there. But to be stressed out, Tomorrow, the problem is still going to be there that I can't control, and I'm just going to be tired. Or I'm just going to, if I'm not careful, spout off and say something I shouldn't have said, question God in a way I shouldn't have. When God says, just, just, just be still, meaning go about your business, let it go, and wait on Him. To do the work. Be still and know that I am God. Sometimes God has to slow us down so we can hear his voice. Sometimes God has to put us in that holding patter, pattern because He's doing a work. I've been praying and praying and praying, and God just not answering me. You no, know, God might be doing a work. God works behind the scenes even when we can't see it. God moves pieces around, but we have no idea that he's moving. We have to wait on God to work. Are you worked up tonight, or do you have confidence and know that I am God? First number, the, finish, the end of that verse says, I will be exalted among the heathen, I will be exalted in the earth. You know, as God's people are surrounded by an army that wants to destroy them, And they have no hope, and then God steps in and gives a victory. Not only do God's people know that He's God, but the heathen know that He's God. And you may have something going on in your life, and we talk about faith as a Christian, but there might be somebody watching you, and it's not a good testimony for us to walk around all worked up like this I'm just waiting on God, I have faith in God to do. That doesn't sound like we have faith. Does it sound like we're waiting on him? But when we allow God to do the work, God gets the honor, God gets the glory, and God gets the testimony of him always being with this people. Verse 11 concludes The Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob is our refuge. We need to just let God handle things that we cannot control. Pastor, I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know how it's all going to work out either, but I know that God's in control. God will take care of his church. God will take care of his people. God will take care of you. We've got to stop worrying about things that we can't control. I'm just worried about this. Is it going to change anything? No, it's not going to change anything. Okay, let the Lord have it. I know it's easier to say that than to do. I know that. But we must be still and just, next time you're all worked up by th- this visual of that, those, those, those fists clutched up because of, I'm just so, let it go. Take a deep breath. Count to ten. Breathe and be still. That does not mean you resign your service for God doesn't mean that it means you keep moving forward and you wait on god to do the work father help us tonight as we consider these truths